Together, growing in faith, changing communities. My dear brothers and sisters, would like us to reflect on the book of Exodus chapter 34 from verse 29 to verse 35. When Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the covenant in his hand, as he came down from the mountain, Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone because he had been talking with God. And when Aaron and all the sons of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone, and they were afraid to come near him. But Moses called to them, and Aaron and all the leaders of the congregation returned to him, and Moses talked with them. And afterwards, all the sons of Israel came near, and he gave them in commandment all that the Lord had spoken with him in Mount Sinai. And when Moses had finished speaking with them, he put a veil on his face. But whenever Moses went in before the Lord to speak with him, he took the veil off until he came out. And when he came out, he told the sons of Israel, what he was commanded. The sons of Israel saw the face of Moses, that the skin of Moses' face shone. And Moses would put the veil upon his face again until he went in to speak with God. What an amazing phenomenon to witness. There are a few things here that speaks to me. The first one, he goes up to the mountain of the Lord in order to be with the Lord. And there are a lot of arguments here. He goes up to Mount Sinai or Sinai where the Lord reveals himself and eventually gives to Moses the Ten Commandments. But I just want us to go back to the biblical analogy and explanation of the symbolism of going up to the mountain. Going up to the highest place. Going up to be with God. Every day, one ought to lift up his heart to God. If you go to the Psalms, there are Psalms that we call them Psalms of Ascent. Psalms that are said or sung while going up to the mountain of the Lord. And incidentally, while going up to the temple. Incidentally, while reminding us that we are pilgrims on a journey going up to God. Every day is a day closest to my encounter with the living God. But I love the concept because every day we lift up our eyes, our hands, to God in prayer. But what, what fascinates me the most is not that he went up to pray, but is that when he came out, the fruit of his encounter with God manifest in his face. Having met God, having met Jesus, has my life changed? Having been in the presence of God, 
I've gone to Mass. I've celebrated Mass. I've received communion. I've sat and prayed the rosary. I've been in the presence of God. When I come out, can people see God? There's a story that I often tell of an old man who had gone to visit Father Jean Mariviani, who was a, a parish priest of ours. And Father John Viani is known to have been a very powerful preacher. He's known to have been a very good man, a holy man of God, who spent about 16 to 18 hours a day listening to confessions. A man who prayed for the community of ours. The man who converted many souls. And so this old man decides to go on a pilgrimage to visit Father John Vianney as a pilgrim, as many other pilgrims were coming from all over the world to visit this little town and, and visit this parish. So it took him one week to get there. And when he was there, he spent two weeks. And it took him another week coming back. So all in all, he was gone for four weeks, one month. But the people of the village knew about this. And so when he came back, all the villagers came and sat around him in excitement to say, well, tell us, how did it go? Did you meet Father John Vianney? Yes, I did, says the man. How was it? Well, he sits down and he wants to tell them the experience. Well, they push him and they ask him, did you go to confession? And he says, uh, no, I didn't. Why? Because the queues were so long. And I just couldn't, I couldn't, I just couldn't. Well, okay, uh, did you attend his mess? Yes, I did. Well, what did he say in his homily? Uh, I didn't really hear what he said in his homily. Why? Because uh, Father John Vianney speaks very softly. And uh, I, was, I was sitting at the back and I myself am hard of hearing. So I really didn't hear what he said. And people were rather angry and frustrated. And, and as they were leaving, they said, well, you're wasting our time. You wasted your time. And the man said, no, I didn't waste my time. I may not have gone to confession to him. I may not have heard what he said in his homily, but I looked into his eyes and I saw God. I looked into his eyes and I saw God. Can people see God in my eyes? Can they? Can they see God in your eyes? We attend Mass. We pray every day. St. Augustine says we become that which we eat. When he talks about the Eucharist. Coincidentally, the Eucharist, Eucharistia, means thanksgiving. Am I a grateful person? Am I a person filled with gratitude? Am I gentle? Am I loving? Am I merciful? Am I forgiving? 
Has God in any way, in any way, helped my life? Has he transformed my life? Has he led me to the truth? My dear brothers and sisters, you and I know this very well. You can take a horse to the river, but you cannot force the horse to drink. So God is always there. But am I willing to be taught by God? Am I willing to be transformed by God? Am I willing to become a disciple? And so Moses comes out from from, from the mountain and as he comes out, he himself is not aware of this. But the people around him, when they look at him, they're like, wow, we've never seen this before. But when they see this, they realize It's because he's been with God. And so too in our lives. Having spent time in prayer, can I then come out of that and still be fighting? Be causing division? I shouldn't. Because my life should be the fruit of my prayer. I should not associate myself with things that are against the teachings of God. I should stand out like a a sore thumb. That's not of God. I cannot do it. There's another thing that also speaks to me, my dear brothers and sisters. That it comes back to the people. And it relates to the people what God has said. And I feel sometimes we are afraid of standing for the truth. We want to say that which is acceptable, politically correct. We want to say that which will make people feel good about themselves. We want to say things that we even know compromise the truth. And where we dare don't want to say anything, we choose to be silent. So we can see something wrong is happening, but nobody wants to make a point and point it out and say, but this is not of God. Meanwhile, God has entrusted us with the truth. Has entrusted us with the truth. For our children, for ourselves, for our families, for our spouses, for our parents, for the society. Evil will continue to exist. Not because there are so many evil people doing bad. No. Because good people say and do absolutely nothing. And so we commit a sin of omission. I should have said something. I should have done something. But I chose not to do it. And so I love the concept of Moses going out and meeting the people and saying, this is what God is asking of us. This is what God is leading us to. And taking those prayers back to God. 
Moses becomes a mediator in this chapter. And he talks on behalf of God and on behalf of his people. May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with us, to protect, to bless, and to guide us, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail, Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy. Hail our life, our sweetness, and our hope. Today do we cry, poor banished children of Eve. Today do we send up our sighs, mourning and weeping in this valley of tears. Tend then, O most gracious advocate, thine eyes of mercy towards us. And after this, our exile, show unto us the blessed fruit of thy womb, Jesus. O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary. May Almighty God bless us, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.